When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan and C. Peters, who both I know people can't see, but both have different backgrounds. Where are you now? I am down in Massachusetts now at my buddy's house outside of uh, Boston and Southborough. Um, Last day in New England. I'm going to miss this weather. It's been unbelievable. But yeah, that's where I am. Petey is in a, in a nondescript background. We yeah, I, I've, more about it. I've given up my dad's office today. I'm in, in my childhood bedroom, which is no longer a bedroom. My mom took no time in ripping out all remnants of me in this room, and it's now a sitting room. So no more bed. I can't sleep here anymore. But a lot of a lot of a lot of good memories in my old bedroom. But Craig, do you have that many friends that you could just travel across the country and just crash at places? Like that's a thing? Traveling with Craig? I like to impose on people, so I just show up at their doorstep with a bag and it's hard <laughs> and to refuse me. Yeah. <laughs> here, here I am. Yeah. Well, hope you don't have my home address. PD, I gotta point out, by the way, that your mom did take a little time. I mean you're in your mid fifties, buddy. So, you know, <laughs> so it's not too late. There was say, time to reimagine that space. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So that is fair. Okay. I'll get over it. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of reimagining things, the, a lot of NHL teams are doing just that. Um, the free agency frenzy has continued after our live show yesterday, more moves were made. There's been trades, there's been re-signings, there's been, New signings, a lot to get to, so we'll get to all of the major things, but before we get into the NHL moves, there were a few more Coyotes moves made yesterday, so we want to make sure we address those, and first up, and I know a lot of people yesterday on Twitter and then the Discord were really happy about this one, the Coyotes re-signed Boko Omama to a one-year two-way contract. Um, Obviously, we saw Boko come up to the Coyotes at the end of last season and score his first NHL goal, and he's you know a beloved teammate, so... Thoughts on the Boko Omama re-signing? I mean, he's, he's he's probably going to spend most of his time in Tucson, let's be honest. But talk about a character guy. I mean, he's he's sort of what you want your organization to represent, right, in, in terms of character, in terms of image, um, in terms of standing up for his uh, teammates. He clearly does a little bit of that as well, uh, especially down in Tucson. You know, talk about a guy that as you progress in this development of these players – you're going to have a lot of young players coming through this system, and some of them will make stops in Tucson. It's nice to have somebody like Boko Omama on the ice 
when we have some of these high skilled, potentially smaller, there are some big guys, but, but there are some smaller high skilled guys you want to keep an eye on and, and Boko and mama keeps guys honest. That's one thing Two, great character guy, good in the room, works hard. We say good in the room all the time, but he's a good guy. People like having Boko around. So I, I think this is a win for the organization. It's a good move. He's going to, he's going to do things the right way. Um, we, we got to see him just for a brief moment last year, but who knows? Like, who knows if he gets another chance to, to play in Arizona during the season? So good for him. I think the organization, that's a good move. Absolutely. And then we've been talking about the goalie situation and the free agent market for goalies for a long time. Um, the Coyotes went out yesterday and signed goalie John Gillies to a one-year two-way contract. And to note this goalie is six foot six. <laughs> so just file that under more really tall guys that Bill Armstrong has signed. <laughs> Did you see uh, Bill Armstrong's burner account on Twitter? Tweeted the average height of the Coyotes is seven foot three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be watching the <laughs> we're going to be watching the Chiefs next year, aren't we? Slap shot. It's crazy how big this team is getting. This is clearly in Bill Armstrong's image. They're not going to be very good, but they're going to beat you up when you come in. <laughs> when you yeah, come to Daisy. Sounds like the plot of any hockey movie. Right. Yeah. You know what? There's been so many goalie moves over the last 48 hours. We knew something was going to happen in the net for the Coyotes. We, we knew something was hap- going to have to happen. I'm not sure John Gillies is the answer. And I'm not sure John Gillies is the guy that's going to end up playing here. Um, like he, he got a two-way contract. So he's able to go back and forth between here and Tucson. Um, he's a guy that's played 32 games in his NHL career that started in 16-17. So over five years, he's played 32 games. Those longest stretch in the NHL was last season with New Jersey with 19 games. But in that 19 games, his goals against was 376 and his save percentage was 885. Those are not good numbers. Like Perfect this, for the Coyotes. Yeah, and, and, that, and here, here brings up a good point. Yeah. So you you we talk about Connor Bedard. We talk about Connor Bedard and tanking and being in pack therapy all the time. And, and this is the year. Last year was great. This is the year. Connor Bedard's the year. One way to do that is to have under average NHL goaltending. And I don't want to say bad. I mean, these guys are John Gillies playing in the National Hockey League. He's a good goaltender. But when you pair him with Karel Vamelka and you look at the numbers as a tandem, if Gillies ends up being the guy, they will be the statistically worst tandem in the National Hockey League. That helps when you're trying to lose and when you're playing 20 of your first 24 on the road. I, I'm not, I, I get concerned when the goalies can't give you a chance because I think it gives an attitude in the locker room that's difficult, that gives you, we don't have a chance. I and mean, we saw it last year in stretches when the goalies were giving up. Remember that stretch? They were giving up between five and eight a game every game. Yeah, we saw it with Carter Hutton, right? I, just you, you can't you can't put a guy in that gives you no chance of winning at all. That that really wore on the team. It wore on the coaching staff, and the Coyotes realized their error there that they needed to make a move. So, again, I'm not sure that they're done. I know they're also talking with Hari Satari still, but I don't even know that he would be any kind of solution. It almost feels like you need. Something a little better. I mean, Scott Wedgwood was a was a nice villain for them. I thought their their tandem was perfect last year when they had Scott Wedgwood. They still weren't yeah. winning a lot of games, but at least he had a chance. At least yeah. he didn't go into the game thinking, "Yeah, I mean, with his goaltending, we're we're gonna lose every game." 
Yeah, and it, one of the things I think too, when you're when you're looking at a at a Corel Vimalka is still young and he's still improving and learning his game and finding his game. But when you have that kind of a goalie in this kind of a situation, I thought there might be an opportunity for a guy that's played in the league longer, been around longer. I, you know, like a Thomas Grice, um, somebody that's played and and maybe not going to cost you a large amount of money. You look at, there's a lot of guys like that this year. Stalock went to, went to Chicago. David Riddich is under a million dollars. Um, that there are guys that have a little, little bit more of, of an NHL pedigree. Um, you know, T- Thomas Grice ended up signing for 1.3 million. Some Sonov is 1.8 million. Like there, I, I don't know. I just think there might've been an opportunity. You want to give your team that, chance to feel like hey we got a chance today and, and we talk about Wedgwood's contract Wedgwood signs for two million bucks like good for him like that when he was in net last year Vimelka when he played hot he was unreal unbeatable I agree his consistency wasn't there through the season when Wedgwood played I just felt that the Coyotes had a chance and I think the team felt that they had a chance I'm not sure if this is setting up to feel like that right now and again it's July and it's July. So there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. And, right. and maybe Vimelk is, 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 has vaulted his game because of his experience. And he's had a great summer and he's going to come and be the guy. And we, and we're not going to talk about who's backing up because they're only going to play 20, 25 games. So I know it's really early, but by the way, we have five shows a week for the next three months. We talk <laughs> yeah. about something. I was going to say, we can speculate about goalies all summer long. I was resisting the urge, Petey, when you said Thomas Grice's name, not once, but twice to say it like I always say it. So I thought it showed good restraint. Thomas Grice! Wow. I had to get it out. So all of the people everyone just ripped their headphones. Yeah, the headphones. He signed for $1.3 million and he's heading to St. Louis. So you remember his reaction to every question? Eh. Eh. Talk about a guy that doesn't have a bad day. That's okay. Oh, it's fine. Oh, he didn't get. Good he wasn't. Times. He didn't have those high emotional highs or lows. He eh, it was fine. He's a good. He's like I'm a huge Greiser fan. Good teammate. <laughs> but but again, it just goes for somebody like that. A little more experience that maybe can help. Um, Karel Vimelka down down the path that he's trying to go down right now. He's gonna. I mean, Vimelka's the guy. He's here for three years. So I don't know who that guy is. And I, I you know. Bill Armstrong and Bill we trust right now. And so we'll just continue to ride the in Bill we trust train until he gives us a reason not to. Um, and right now it, it seems to be everything, everything going in one direction. And that direction is Connor Bedard. Yep. And, and Bill Armstrong did speak with the media yesterday and talked about how it's just, you know, this is a similar situation to last year. Um, so, you know, I think we made it through one year of the rebuild and it's not, it's not like that was the worst year and it's every year is a step up. Like, no, this year is bad too. So, but he also said that, you know, they, they did what they set out to do yesterday. And and we went over that a little bit more in yesterday's live show. So those are the Coyotes moves so far. Again, we'll of course be keeping track if they make any more moves. Um, like we said, we have five shows a week, so there'll be always something to talk about until the season begins. Let's talk about, the NHL big moves because there were some, (laughs) there were some really big ones, really surprising ones. And let's just start with the one that I know is on everybody's mind. And that is the Johnny Goudreau signing with the Columbus blue jackets. 
I was standing in our office and I got a push alert and I yelled, what? <laughs> Out loud. What, what What is everyone's thoughts on this one? Because, and, and just for the details, he signed a seven-year, $68.25 million contract. That's a $9.75 million cap hit. Which was less money than Calgary was offering him to keep him. And it it's not home either. It's not Jersey or Philly where a lot of people thought he might be going or the Islanders. He didn't go any of those places. Columbus is a long drive from his hometown. So... I'm baffled. And Johnny Hockey hasn't spoken yet. I think he spoke he, speaking today. He, he did speaking? speak. I read an athletic story this morning. Okay. Uh, so somebody got a hold of him. Yes. I was can it Aaron Forsline? Yes. I can pull up those quotes uh, while you guys continue to talk about your reactions. I don't see the fit. I don't understand it from either side. I don't get it from Johnny Hockey's point of view. I, I know he said he wanted to get closer to home. We all would have understood that. He signs with the Devils. We get it. Right. Yep. Any, anywhere on that eastern, the east coast, we said, OK, we get it. Uh, if he goes to a contender, we would go, oh, he's trying to win the cup. We get it. Um, that didn't happen. I, I hey, hey, Columbus, great city, underrated city. It's a cost of living is good. It's a nice city. The arena setup is great. The practice rink and the home rink are in the same area. Traffic is reasonable. Cost of living is reasonable. It's a college town. Good restaurants. Good. Good. All those things are true. They're not going to win. They're not poised to win in the Eastern Conference right now. They're just not ready. And you look at the other free agent move. They had Eric Goodbranson, four years, $16 million. I mean, that's not pushing you over the edge. That's not the guy that's going to, you know, parades down Main Avenue. I, I, I just, I don't get it from either side. I don't think this team is ready for Johnny Hockey, meaning I don't think they're ready to win. Now, having said that, they signed him to seven years. He's 28 years old. You do have Jack Roslevic there. You do have some young players. You know, Oliver Borgstrand's there. They've got Boone Jenner, I still like. Sean Corrali. Like, they have some young players. But it's not next year, and it's not the year after. So do you acquire Johnny Hockey now for three years from now? Maybe. I mean, maybe. They don't have the draft picks that the Coyotes have. They have three and three rounds, one in each round next two years first, second, and third. So it's not like they're going to have all this young emergence of talent. I just don't understand it. And I think the hockey world, everybody's looking at it as, huh? What? <laughs> everybody's expecting him to go to Jersey. Everybody I yeah. talked about, he was going to sign there. Um, and maybe get a hometown discount. If you're not going to do that, Calgary, you know, they, they're in the playoffs. They're closer. They're closer than Columbus. That was, that was what was shocking to me, especially because they offered him more money. So it's not even... Like, oh, he wanted more money, so he went out and got it. And I also read, I think Pierre Lebrun said that New Jersey made an offer and offered him seven years at over nine. So that was on the table. Philly ended up not making him an offer. I went through a lot of different emotions with this because my initial gut feeling was Columbus, why Columbus, blah, blah, blah. And then, like you said, PD, I had to kind of stop myself and say, I'm not going to disparage a market because that's literally what we – preach against on this show because people disparage Arizona all the time. So putting Colum the city of Columbus aside, which I've been to, by the way, and I actually love Columbus. I love it. Um, okay, Columbus isn't necessarily in a position that's poised to win, but are Philly and New Jersey like any closer? Maybe, but I don't know. So, so then once I kind of went through all of that, I thought, okay, like there must be some reason that he 
made this decision. Um, and here's the quotes that were in this athletic article this morning. And they said he, they talked to him on the phone last night. Um, he said it, the Blue Jackets were on his list before the free agency period opened. And based on the experience he's had playing at Nationwide Arena and former conversations he's had with current and former Blue Jackets, they raved about it. And he said, I'd never been to Columbus before I made it to the NHL. When I started playing there, I didn't know where, what I was walking into. And I was just, wow. They've always had great crowds, really into the game. I said to myself, this place looks really fun, or this looks like a really fun place to play. And he talked to a lot of current and former Blue Jackets players who raved about it, and that was kind of what was said. So really no insight. <laughs> I, You know, I, I look at Columbus, too, and I think they're not going to free up a lot of cap space after next season. Other than Gustav Nyquist, they really don't have anyone significant coming off the books. So it's not like this, oh, well, we add him, then we have another great offseason, and this could be a contender. Maybe they could be a playoff team, like a bubble playoff team. But beyond that, I just I don't see it for the Blue Jackets, so I don't get it. Honestly, when I look at the situations, I think New Jersey's in a better situation than the Columbus Blue Jackets are. I think the Flyers are a tire fire. And going the wrong way, so I can understand nobody wanting to go there. But, but I thought New Jersey offered the best situation. So, this one's just a stunner for me. I, I don't know if there are things that we simply don't know about this decision. But I'm also intrigued by his decision to leave Calgary. Um, I mean, maybe maybe you want to be closer to home. This is really isn't that close to home. Maybe you want to play in the U.S. But Calgary's a good hockey market, and it it's a good fan base, and they were offering you more money. I and and you can say that Calgary's close, right? We we saw what they did this season. They're certainly closer than the Columbus Blue Jackets are to contention. So I'm just I'm baffled. I'm just yeah, I am too. I, I think you, you'll see this team get a little bump this year. I mean, Johnny Hockey will help them. I think they're a high skill team that'll play fast, but it's not this year. Um, They've been in the playoffs before. They, when Tortorella was there, they had some really good teams. I just think they're not quite ready, but maybe their plan is longer term. Maybe it's a two- or three-year plan, not the Coyote five- or six-year plan. So so maybe. So I have a conspiracy here. Yarmo Kekalainen is really sensitive about Columbus's ability to track to attract top free agents. Does this help? I mean, does this is this what I this is so. about, really, really selling them on this, the hard sell, trying to get a player like that so they can convince people that? hey, Columbus isn't this hockey outpost that you thought it was. Yeah, maybe it does. I mean, team, players want to win. One of the things you say all the time, first comes up money. Can they pay me? And then second, are they going to win? I mean, that comes up a lot. That's So, yes, Columbus is trying to make an effort to win. Maybe this makes a difference. And to to echo that, Craig, in this athletic article, Kekalainen said, this guy wanted to come here. When you get a player like this, this caliber, you have to make a move. And that's basically what we did. He's obviously a superstar. It's a must-have when a guy like that tells you he wants to come here. <laughs> Unlike Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> uh, I mean, you just signed Eric Gabranson for $4 million a year. Jacob Chikrin is at four six. Which player would you have rather had and which player would <sighs> might push you a little farther along? Oui. Yeah, it also anyway. sounded it also sounded like Kekaline and said like they have to do it and now they're gonna be over the cap, so they're gonna have to make some moves, but it was one of those where it's like you just deal with the consequences later when someone, you know, says they wanna come there. So really interesting move. Definitely headlined 
the rest of yesterday. So we'll see because there's still a lot of big names available, you know, Nazem Kadri and um, PK Subban, Phil Kessel, Dylan Strom, obviously not at, not everyone's in their prime, like Johnny Gaudreau is, but still a lot to come with that. Um, Some other, did did you have anything else to say about Gaudreau or can we talk about some of the other stuff? I'm I'm too distracted by mobile PD right now. Yeah. PD is currently like walking throughout his childhood home. I'm just choosing to ignore him. He's trying to find any remnants of himself. There's something, there's stuff going on. There's, I tell you what, if anybody's been through something like this, there's always something going on in the house. Um, And there's something going on in the house right now. Sorry. It just happened to be, (laughs) well, we are on air. So um, we'll see what happens. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Well, let's talk about just some of the other major signings that happened yesterday after we got off the air. Ben Sherratt signed with the Detroit Red Wings for four years, 19 million. Andre Burakovsky signed with Seattle, um, five years, 27.5 million. Ryan Strom signed with Anaheim for five years. Were there any other signings and this is not re-signings or trades but just simply signings that stood out to you yesterday that you want to touch on no that, not that we didn't already talk about pd and i were talking about this off the air detroit made a lot of moves and people have been wondering if they might finally start to commit some cash but detroit's another one of those teams where i look at them and i thought okay they got better but to what end are they really maybe maybe they're another playoff bubble team hopeful but Anything more than that with Detroit, I just I don't see it. Again, I just don't see this team in contention. Either they're making moves in the right direction, though, right? Like this is a team you're looking at. They're on the way up. They get David Perron. You got Kubelik from Chicago, who I really like. Ben Sherratt, Olimata, Andrew Cobb, Billy Huso. Like that's a lot of moves in in 24 hours for a team. And you can go if you're a player there or you're a fan there. You go well, at least we're trying. Like we're, we're making an effort to go in yeah. that direction. So I think there, it's not the, the, the big, the big free agent signings, just how many, I and mean, David Perron's as a, a help, but, but there is a lot of things going on. So I, I think at least they're showing their fan base and their players that something's going on. Yes, for sure. Um, and they just got a new coach too. So, you know, it's kind of a new, a new era for them. At least I think they won't be the bottom team that they were in a couple years ago, maybe that middle on the edge of the bubble team. So I don't know if Craig is trying to speak to me or someone else, but speaking, speaking of bottom teams, <laughs> who do you guys have in the race right now? And by the way, this is a better draft because you not, you don't have just Bedard. You have Mitch Coffey, you have Fentilli at the top of this draft. There really are three terrific players at the top of this draft, but who are the teams? Who are the teams that you see in contention other than the Coyotes and obviously cowbell ringing somewhere, the Chicago Blackhawks? That's a good question because I have to really think about who was at the bottom last year and who I think got worse and who I think didn't get worse. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't think Montreal got any better. They didn't do anything free agency. They just yeah. added Uri Slavkovsky but- um, and Anaheim. Anaheim's another team that I no, think might be right No, but there. Anaheim was better than I thought they'd be last year. Are they going to then tried to get worse? <laughs> yeah. What about Curious. Philadelphia? Yeah, that's another team I would throw in this mix. And I think Columbus took themselves out. Yeah. I yep. think I think Buffalo's been improving. 
Yeah, uh, I don't see either of those teams in there. That's, I mean, that's probably about it. If if you yeah. don't think that, yeah. What yeah, about San Jose? I, I don't. I don't think that they're willing to admit it yet. Their their statements have been we, we're still trying to contend. I mean, Seattle could be there as well, right? Seattle's oh, yeah. still a, not a very good team, but they're they're a half dozen teams in contention for for the worst record in the NHL this year. Yeah, but who 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 made the best strides going forward? You know, you talk about these teams that have the small windows. I mean, Washington maybe marginally with Kemper. Um, Tampa signed most of their players, but they didn't get Palat back. You got yeah. Colorado still missing Kadri. So, and they have to change their goaltenders. And Kemper leaving and adding Georgiev. I mean, Georgiev's still unproven, and he's got a ways to go. So, I, I don't know who's made those strides. I mean, Minnesota loses Fiala. I don't and Talbot. So I didn't see them making big moves and, and I don't go, wow, Minnesota's on the way up, which I thought at the end of the season this year, they were going in that direction. Now you look at them and go, gosh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, the, the have nots are there. Like Chicago's a have not. We got it. Okay. They're going to lose. Arizona's I have not. They're going to lose. We got that. I'm just not sure who's made the most strides going forward to make a run next year. It feels like some you mentioned Washington Pittsburgh's the same where it was just like okay let's just resign the the entire cast and even even bringing back Evgeny Malkin to me those are teams that just can't admit that it's over they can't admit that their window is closed uh, so sorry to say that about the Penguins but it it really feels that way to me the one team that I I would say maybe took a positive step forward and we mentioned this actually yesterday is the New York Rangers. I really thought that they had to address their center position. I didn't think it was good enough. And then they went out and got Vincent Trocek. Maybe that contract won't look so great on the, the back end because he's a little older, but he had, he had success under Gerard Gallant. And uh, I, I, I really thought that that was the area that the Rangers had to address the most. So maybe they're going to take a step forward after all. And I think with Trocek, that that leads you to believe that he's a guy who's played for Gerard Gallant before that had something to do with his decision for sure. You know, you look at the Rangers, a guy like Sammy Blaze, who who didn't play, he was injured. He resigns. I like Sammy Blay. I think he brings a lot, a different element than they had. They missed in the playoffs last year. Um, they brought Halak in to back up um, Shesterkin. I don't mind the New York Rangers, I, I like them better than you did at the end of last season. And I think Trocek just adds an element that they just didn't have. So yeah. we'll see. I, I mean, again, there's nobody going that I look through this entire page going, well, I mean, Ottawa made some moves. Um, I think no, Ottawa got better, but I, they don't, they're not a contender. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. nobody that I'm going, wow, wait till this team hits the ice. You know, I, I, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you, you there's know, always a surprise on the top end and on the bottom end every year. A team you didn't expect to be bad and a team you didn't expect to be good. So yeah, I'm I mean, sure that'll happen again. We talked about last year. I mean, we we talked in the summer. It was Tampa. It was Colorado. Like, I, I, is it still Colorado? Well, probably. I agree with you on the probably. goaltending. I was surprised that they made that commitment to that goaltending tandem. Um, I thought that they would try and do something more. So we'll see how that plays out because they've sort of hamstrung themselves a little bit with that situation. We'll see how it yeah. plays out. You know what? He Again, it's a, it's a general manager you've had to have trust in, and Joe Sackick has made some good moves. So maybe there's something we don't see here. There's something else happening. There's another move happening. Or maybe they saw something in Georgiev um, that we didn't see. I I, I don't know. <laughs> well, And Francois, you got to look at him. He was 6-0 in the playoffs. Yeah. Maybe. 
So there is a way to know who the favorite is for next year. And it's on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, which I have open right now. And I was curious how the lines have shifted since free agency opened. So this is as of today, July 14th. Currently, Colorado Avalanche still have the best odds to win the Stanley Cup, plus 400. Second best is Florida. It was Toronto right when the season ended. Now it's Florida plus 850. I guess Toronto is also plus 850. Just had to move to the next line there. Tampa plus 1,000. And then in order is Carolina, Edmonton, Vegas. This one's going to be interesting to you, Craig. Pittsburgh and the Rangers are both plus 2,000. Same odds. On the on the back end, we've talked about the Coyotes being plus 50,000. That hasn't changed. What has changed is that the Blackhawks are also now plus 50,000. Wow, so running neck and neck. Neck and neck. And then the Canadians plus 20,000. The Sharks plus 18,000. And then the Flyers, Kraken, and Ducks all plus 15,000. So really interesting to see the, the movement of the lines um, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And, uh, the, you know, Columbus is right there at the bottom plus 7,500. So it's not like they've even, even risen Hockey. that wow. much. Yeah. And we know that the DraftKings Sportsbook app is super up to date. So like these lines are changing minute by minute. Um, so anyway, it's really interesting to see how that's all shaken out. And also now available on the DraftKings Sportsbook app are conference winners, division winners, uh, president's trophy winners include and individual NHL awards. So there's already heart trophy odds up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you have an inkling one way or another, you might want to lock in some of these odds before even more moves are made because there's still moves to be made. So be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX, only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We talked about... Some of the signings you mentioned of Genny Malkin, um, a few others we talked about briefly yesterday, Evander Kane, Josh Manson re-signed with Colorado, Nick Letty re-signed with St. Louis, and then there was the trio of big re-signings for Tampa Bay, Mikhail Sergachev, er- Eric Cernak, and Anthony Sorelli, both, all three to eight-year monster deals, um, and then we saw kind of a ripple effect of that was Pilat not re-signing with Tampa, which was a little bit surprising to me. I thought he would, um, but he went over to New Jersey. So thoughts on any of the re-signings, either the ones I mentioned or did not mention? Oh, I just think Tampa remains in contention. You can't you can't count that team out, even though they played just a ton of hockey over the last three seasons. They're, they're still right there. And and like Petey was just saying, none of, none of the real contenders added anything where you say, oh, well, that pushes them over the top. Tampa's still going to be right there. They're a terrific team. Yeah, and when you have Vasilevsky in the net, it's it, it gives you a, a head start. The guy just wins. He's an outstanding goalie, so that helps them. Palat's a big piece. Like, he had an outstanding playoffs this year, and he got big goals at the right time um, that helped push this team to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think their core is there. I think you know, you had an injured Braden point and he'll come back healthy. This is a team. If you have to go to the Eastern conference again, it's hard to look past the Tampa Bay lightning and go, Hey, I don't see anybody else that's jumping at me going. Yeah. They're the heavy favorites over Tampa. I still, if I had to pick today, who's going to be in the Eastern finals right now today, I'll take Tampa Bay again. Um, you know, that they, they seem to just find a way, keep their core together, rotate some players through. And I know they lose McDonough, they lose Palat, um, big losses, huge losses. 
they'll find a way. I, I think they'll still be there. Um, I, I, I try to go through and look at this free agent thing and what you get caught up is names like Claude Giroux. And you look at those names that are like the big name and you go, well, how much is that really helping you? Johnny hockey helps you at 28 years old. Johnny hockey helps you. So that one to me was the biggest free agent signing in the last 48 hours. And I'm still, still puzzled, still puzzled. I don't get it. Maybe we're all wrong. And we sit here talking about the Columbus blue jackets marching through the Eastern conference next year. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of odds, Leah. Yes. What are the odds? The Vegas golden Knights win the cup. They are plus 1,600. Plus 1,600. So they what? have the third, fourth best odds. Really? Yes. I don't wow. see it. And they're I, tied with Edmonton for the fourth best odds. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Uh, and listen, Vegas was a good team, but I, we, we haven't talked about trades yet, but I'm trying yep. to figure out WTF Vegas is doing <laughs> because yeah their their asset management has to be at the top of the worst asset managements in the in the NHL. Um, the latest, of course, is Max Pacioretty being sent to Carolina for nothing for future, future consideration. consideration. Actually, went with another player, <laughs> and they got nothing in return. To recap, they traded a first, second, and third round pick for Thomas Tatar. Traded him and a second round pick and Nick Suzuki in a package for Max Pacioretty and then traded Max Pacioretty to Carolina for nothing. That's horrific asset management. That's the kind of asset management that really should get a general manager fired. But this has been a long history with Vegas. You remember the Evgeny dad enough? I, I put some of this down on paper. You know, they tried to trade him to the Ducks, but then they ended up trading him for, Mont for a Shea Weber's contract. They traded Marc-Andre Fleury to the Blackhawks for... Some Finnish guy whose name I can't pronounce, uh, Mikhail Hakarainen, who is now playing it's in the right. now playing in the Elsvenskan, which isn't even the Swedish top league. It's the second league. They traded Nate Schmidt to Vancouver for a third rounder. They played traded Paul Stasny for a fourth rounder and Carl Dahlstrom. Wow, how do you not look at that in its entirety as an owner and say? We need to make a change here because this ain't working. I get that the cap is an issue. But the, I mean, the, the cap was an issue when you signed Jack Eichel to that backbreaking deal as well. You found a way to do it. You got to manage your assets better than this. This is just brutal. This team is a team that's interesting to me that I thought two years ago was on the verge of winning it all. I don't know. Like the Bruce Cassidy hiring to me, even, even that. Bruce didn't win a cup. Did he win a cup in Boston? Maybe he did. Did I, did I just put my foot in my mouth again when Boston? No, won, was wasn't it coach? Claude Julian? Wasn't it Claude yeah. Julian that was the coach back then? Yeah. Okay, so I, I don't. I look at the biggest issue to me in Vegas right now is their goaltending. When they got let go of, of Mark Andre Fleury, Robin Lehner carried the load. Robin Lehner has problems with the coach. Robin Lehner has been in a lineup with um, both mental health and physical health issues. He this franchise will go as well as he plays. He needs to be better than he was a year ago. Can this coach get that out of him? We'll see. On the back end, they're starting to get aging. I mean, you're you're an older franchise. You look at Peter Angelo and uh, Shea Theodore, Martinez, McNabb getting older. I mean, you look at Zach Whitecloud, who is young and up and coming, but then up front, you're putting a lot of responsibility on Jack Eichel and Mark Stone. I mean, you still got Carlson, Marchessault, Smith, Carrier. The pieces are, 
I, I just don't know how they all fit together. When I look at this team, when I thought was a very deep team with strong one through six defensemen and two big goaltenders, I just don't think it's the same Vegas Golden Knight team. And now you look at, you know, you talk about some of the, I don't want to say locker room disarray, but I, we talk about fit and how a team fits together. I don't know if this team fits right now. I don't, I, I, you know, I'm not a, I'm not here doing the the Golden Knight podcast, so it, I'm not sitting here going, oh gosh, they need to make changes. And in the old Pacific Division, I would want them to lose. So uh, I don't know if this is a team that's poised to win the Pacific Division anymore. Last year, I said they were the strong favorites in the Pacific Division going into the season. I won't be saying that at the beginning of this season. I think you're still going to be looking at Edmonton and maybe a, a, a Johnny Hockey hockey less Calgary Flames maybe they still compete in the Pacific LA's on their way up in the Pacific um I I just don't know if Vegas has all of their their ducks in a row right now so here's the division odds on DraftKings Edmonton so for the Pacific Division Edmonton has the best odds at plus 240 Vegas next best odds plus 250 Calgary next best odds plus 280 so, so yeah, so that's about what we're thinking. I still think Edmonton's a team to beat there. I think their goaltending move helped them um, get stronger. I think signing Evander Kane for the entire season this year, we want to sit out that suspension. That'll help that team. It's a good hockey team. I mean, they lost a, a few pieces here and there, but they, their core is still together. Um, we'll see if a full season with Jay Woodcroft makes a difference with that team. I think they're today in July, and you just said it. They're the favorites to win the Pacific. Now, do I jump right out on my DraftKings Sportsbook app? Not yet. Like Calgary still has Markstrom. I still like some of the pieces that Calgary has. Um, we'll see. Yep. It's been a really interesting 24 hours so far, and it's only going to continue because there's still names available. There's still other trades that I'm sure will go down. We know that teams have to clear cap space, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I'm going to sit back and relax and watch it all unfold with a four peaks beer in my hand because there's really nothing better, especially in the summer in Arizona. And also there's a special offer right now. Um, you can enter our toast of the month sweepstakes at gophnx.com. You'd win a four peaks, $50 gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, an annual membership. So check that out at gophnx.com. And as always with four peaks, you must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly. By the way, I know no one, like we've already brought this up and I know no one can actually see, but PD, I don't think has sat still for more than 30 seconds on this yeah. show okay this time now though because we said this is my old room so now i'm oh, just God. i'm opening drawers isn't that what you do in your old room not when i'm recording a podcast oh well i can do two things at once okay that's what i'm doing <laughs> i see staying staying busy oh man They're looking okay. at my highlights he's from literally flipping through a photo album right yep. now yep. Yep. this is his way of saying he's he's done for he's the done day. with his podcast yep yep, yep. yep. that's my title bemidji lumberjacks there you go right there oh my gosh okay well there's still plenty of moves to go down we'll recap them when they do um we'll be live again tomorrow at 11 a.m so probably some moves to talk about ben as well one quick thing before we head out where do you think nazim kadri ends up he's like the last major I, I don't know. I, I really thought he would be a, a Colorado Avalanche. I really did. And I thought it would be done before free agency began. I'm surprised he didn't get re-signed. I, That's a big loss for them, too. Yeah, I, it is. I, I, same. I agree with that. Losing that and then the goaltending situation, the Avs are 
That, the apps are far less certain to me than they were before. They're yeah. still, I'm sure if you go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, they're still the favorite in the yeah. central division yeah. and they favorite are. all the way around. But Kadri adds a lot to that team and he frees up time and space for the line above him because you have to be aware when he's on the ice. He adds such a different element than what they have. Is there still a chance he gets re-signed there? I, I guess. I mean, just because you go to free agency doesn't mean you can't can't end up going back and signing, but... Have you heard anything in the rumor mill, Craig? Anything leaning well, one way? I mean, I have, but, you know, I, I heard rumors yesterday on Johnny Goudreau that I thought were really solid, and then he ended up going somewhere where nobody saw him going. So it, I find this one interesting, that this one has carried out as long as it has with Nazem Kadri. So I am, I'm curious which teams are being played off of each other. I don't want to. I don't want to make any leaps at this point. And he's the guy too that he that he's got to go to a team that's contending. He's got to go to somebody with the windows wide open. I mean, he just won a cup. I I would have to think that this is a guy that still has something to offer to a team. In that you've got if you have that high high end talent, he slots in really nice as a as a number two that's can play power play, can really do a lot for you in the locker room. He's a leader, like. I I still think his value is there and you might see a team that if they can find any cap space at all, that he's, he's still a guy that's coveted in this league. Yep. I mean, let me ask you this and I have no way of knowing whether he would even want to go there, but I mean, you're Brad true living today and you just lost Johnny Goudreau. Do you make a hard run? You do. Just to salvage. Mm. Yep. I think why not? Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. It'll be very interesting. To you see look at how Daryl plays that hard nose straight ahead stuff. Kadri can play like that. Kadri will yeah. run through the middle of the crease and try to take the goalie. Like he will. Like I, I he's a gritty guy that competes hard, and I think Daryl would like that. So yeah, I, I think you do make a push for that. And then I tell you what, you get that your DraftKings sportsbook app odds jump from two eighty plus two eighty for sure. So get a, get in on them now because you don't know what's going to happen. Yep. Um, any more Coyotes moves that are made, Craig will write about them at GoPHNux. Yeah, at some point. At some point. At some point. You know, maybe he's done. Maybe he's not. He's- Let me say this, Leah, before you, you finish up here. I had a lot of people giving me grief because I said the, they, they said I said the Coyotes weren't going to do anything on free agency. I didn't say that. What I said is they would not be major players, but they could look for opportunities that's kind of what they did. I mean, they weren't major players. Look at some of the players they brought in. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to disparage some of the players, but Patrick Demeth, I mean, they're not they becoming wait a to con- shed him. The Coyotes are not becoming a contender. With no, these are players. minor moves. There, there may have been a, a roster. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, well, I agree. And, and but I did. And I was the one that said they weren't going to do more. They're going to try to pick up some bad contracts, which they did do, too. But you're right. Are these moves pushing them over the edge? No, no. Well, which which edge? (laughs) True. (laughs) Maybe the bottom one. That's the one we want. Um, So become a member at gophnx.com. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker. When you do, you can try your first month just 50 cents if you want to do month to month. Um, join the members only discord. It's a fantastic place to be. Lots of hockey talk every single day in there. any final thoughts? PD is like searching through old hockey cards now, I think. No, do you know I don't know. We'll get, I'll end with this. I don't know if this is a thing. Leah, maybe you can tell us the thing. So these are pictures, senior like, pictures. Is that you? Of my friends. No, these are all oh. my friends. Like you had Why this. Why do you have you that? Your, because when you get your pictures taken, you'd buy these little pictures of everybody. and You'd yeah. hand them out to your friends. <laughs> so you, do you, did you, is that a thing? Well, I used to like, get the little. 
Yeah. I used to get the little photos, but I remember giving them to my family, not my friends. This is different than that. This isn't like the little aid pack. Like you get a stack of hundreds of these things. And you write a little note on the back. No, I've never seen no, that. Not a thing anymore. Now, That's... what do you do? Take a picture with your phone now? Yeah. What do you do now? I don't know. That's yeah. crazy. It's not a thing for me either. So I've never seen that before. You've never seen that before? Is that a Bemidji thing? thing? Yeah, maybe. Let us know if it. Let us know if it's a thing. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that'll do it for today. Follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. Follow phnx sports across all social platforms, um, and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Like I said, we'll be back live tomorrow at 11 a.m. for some Friday fun. Like and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts as well. And uh, we'll see everyone live tomorrow at 11. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll see what else happens in this NHL free agency. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.